traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. In the squadron, they called him Bullets. But we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Oh, look at these fools on television. I know. We all know what a storm is like. One of these days, one of these reporters, God forbid, is going to get their head chopped off by a flying traffic light. All right? We know what a hurricane looks like. We don't need you guys to go out there in the wind trying to show off and trying to make more out of something than it is. Uh, I see no one is mentioning the what category storm was this? Does anybody know category storm? It can't be category five because they'd be freaking out. So I see. Yep. All right. Category one. Category one. That's the low one, right? Category five, big category one. Not so big. Uh, but hey, it fills airtime and they're going nuts. I see that guy with his uh, what do you call it? What do you call those uh, overalls that are rubber and he's hanging around in the water? I saw this guy on CNN going on and on about high ground and low ground and uh, migration patterns and this and that. And he's interviewing Senator Rubio, Marco Rubio. (laughs) Marco Rubio was sitting there for five minutes while this guy keeps talking and talking and talking. He's there on camera. It's like he's sighing. He's like, hey, he's a United States senator. Let him say that he's asking for uh, assistance or whatever and then let him go Uh, to listen to some CNN guys, uh, uh, you know, philosophy about uh, climate change and. Speaking of CNN, well, we'll get to that later. They got a new boss over there. It's probably going to be worse than the old boss. <laughs> Some guy from the BBC. BBC Television, London, New Delhi, Tokyo, Los Angeles. Um, those guys are boring. The BBC. Uh, it's a lot of fake news. You know, it sounds great because of the British accent. It is terribly, terribly produced television. CNN is already poorly produced. It's going to get worse as they all run around with their noses stuck up in the air talking about journalism and all that stuff. But it's all fake news. And But at least you could have some razzle-dazzle. You could actually, you know, like, all right, present something that's worth watching. Uh, you know, it's not worth watching that guy that I saw in the morning standing in the water wasting Marco Rubio's time. All right? That's not the way it works or should work. Anyway. What the, what is the name of this uh, hurricane? Idalia. I, I Idalia. Now I'm glad, by the way, it's over. Uh, looks like Georgia, because I'm going to Florida. I am going to Florida. Check out the free state of Florida. Um, yeah, it is actually. I've walked around there. I've been there a couple of times over the past two years, and it is a breath of fresh air. You know, you don't have to look over your back all the time. This is this is a very tense place, and it's so unfortunate. And de Blasio ultimately is to blame, but um, uh, the culture, the media, the left wing, Eric Adams, uh, you know, he can't fix it even if he wanted to. But remember this. Remember the rule of thumb when it comes to uh, New York City and policing. Um, first, de Blasio pretended the NYPD was broken. Then he pretended to fix what wasn't broken. And then he managed to actually break it. All right. We know it. You know it. You can feel it. The poor cops, right? They're on the defense. And it's um, it's it's so unnecessary, but that's the crazy moment that we're in. 
a man who has saved thousands upon thousands upon thousands of lives, Rudy Giuliani. And by the way, those lives, primarily people of color. I see the fake news is doing somersaults right now. They say that uh, they found him guilty of defamation. The, the judge ruled against him. Well, that's uh, they're leaving some big chunks out of this story. Number one, he actually engineered this plea. And it was, my understanding is basically no contest because he can't go down all of these crazy rabbit holes defending himself everywhere. My understanding is it's actually no admission of guilt on Rudy's part, but they're trying to hit him up with all kinds of bills for these two. I'm sorry, I am not a fan of Ruby Freeman and Shay Moss, two drama queens. Uh, it's It's kind of insane. And what is happening is, you know, because they are, I don't know, they're kind of, you know, they're just kind of big and kind of slow and kind of like just there. And they think it's going to be tougher. How can you criticize such a woman who's so big and so slow and is whining and stuff like that? Well, uh, I can. Number one, I'm sorry this happened to you, but things happen. Nobody should be threatened. And if that did happen, Rudy didn't threaten you, by the way. But if it did happen, I hate that, and that's against the law. But if you look closely at the case, it's, um, I don't know, I think is knocking on somebody's door a threat? Is knocking on somebody's door a threat? It looks like they arrested somebody for knocking on her door. Uh, you know, I've gotten prank phone calls before, haven't you? It's one of the reasons, what's one of the benefits of not having a landline anymore, right? <laughs> Remember the phone book and anybody could call you up and uh, or you could call somebody up. Who's is anybody old enough to have made a prank phone call? Yes, all the hands went up. All right, fantastic. Lots of fun. Uh, we never came close to the jerky boys, of course. Anyway, do we have, um, okay, January 6th committee. I'll get back to that, actually. Rudy will be here. I want to hear it from him, what's actually going on. Uh, may we hear the number one song in the country? So <laughs> this chat GPT, artificial intelligence, it created a song, which I'm told is, rather complimentary of Donald Trump, about his mugshot, about kind of uh, his street cred. The guy's been busted. Guess what? You know, you live long enough, you know somebody who's been busted. Um, you may know a lot of people who's been busted. Now Donald Trump joins their ranks, and not everybody is shaking their head and wagging their finger. They actually think there's something kind of cool about this. I do, too, especially when the charges are totally fake. We got it? Let's go. Well, shout out Patriot J, Benny Johnson, Big Bongino, Alex Jones, free my dogs and lock up the radical left gone crazy. I don't bail, I don't bail, I won't see inside a cell. Shout out thugger, free my slime, slat, slat, YSL. They trying to lock me up, but I'm plugged in in ATL. Got homies doing life in jail, they living in hell. I love it. DA's acting silly, my mugshot is worth a billy. So some merchant made a milli, shot me milli out in Philly. Shot the baby, shot the salsa, Benny Butcher. Then my rollers called me racist, but these rappers riding with me. Then my soldiers, mega, mega, mega. Woo! I am not who they are after, I'm just in the 
way they want to get to you, but I won't let them cold hearted. No, I'm artist, getting back to where I started. I don't need to do the race, I'ma beat them Rico charges. And if I go to prison, you can't do me like the Clintons. I'll be laid up, eating steak with Secret Service, chilling, screaming, Orange Man bad, the whole world mad. Thug life, shout out all of my MAGA base sheds. Coming for the deep state, I will stop the new world order. But before that, I'll finish walls at the border. YSL, slash that, shout out Thugger. Finny got nothing on us. Holy cow, that's awesome. Is that great or what? I'll tell you what, that's not artificial intelligence in terms of the lyrics. Only a human mind, a very bright mind, could put those words together like that. I think what the intelligence, the artificial intelligence part is the simulation of Trump's voice. You know, if Trump were rapping, what would he sound like? He would sound like that. Uh, but actually, the, uh, the <laughs> he talks so fast. I don't I mean it goes very fast, but uh, you get the drift, right? He's chilling. He's illing. He's on top, even though they're trying to uh, take him out. Uh, I love it. Imagine that him in prison. What did he say? I'll be surrounded by the Secret Service, chilling with my, chilling with my villain and eating steak. Uh, make no mistake, something along those lines. I, he would have to go to prison with the Secret Service. I mean, it would be. Well, anyway, he's not going to jail, and even if he does, we'll still elect him. <laughs> we will still elect him. It's so fake, and um, the polls indicate. That uh, we're right. You know, Biden is now uh, I saw two polls where Biden is down six points. You think about the fake news, what they have done to help Biden and to hurt Trump. He makes any misstep and he makes a lot of them. It goes unmentioned. And forget about the huge ones, the huge ones. They're ignoring the little mistakes. They're ignoring the huge ethical problems that surround that man. You know, I went through this book. uh, What's it called again? Uh, um, What it takes and there's Joe Biden. He has no cash, no money. He's sitting on top of a, a house, the DuPont Mansion. The writer of this book, What It Takes, said that a th- it looks like a thousand Italian guys died making it. It's the most ornate place he's ever seen in his life. There's a uh, bathroom the size of a living room. Uh, the ballroom is the size of a basketball court. He's got an indoor uh, tennis court. He's got an outdoor tennis court. He's got an indoor pool. He's got an indoor sauna, an outdoor sauna, an outdoor pool. A cabana the size of a house, and then he wants another house. Right around 1987, he's running for president. He's going to run for president in 1987, 1988, because Reagan is leaving office. And what does he tell his advisors? And Bo is going to college, and, you know, he's going to buy another house. In 1987, he had plans to buy a $1.1 million house. And his advisors are around him, and they're saying, you're going to get caught. There's no way you can explain this. You make $75,000 a year. He's like, I know, and I got it all set up. I'm going to make a fortune on this house. It's a United States senator. That's not a public servant. A United States public servant does not talk like that, does not think like that, does not act like that. And he spends all of his time, his weekends, uh, you know, gardening, uh, removing asbestos. I mean, people do that. But what about the public service part? And look at the way he dressed back then. And look at the way he still dresses. He's a very, very vain guy. And a person who runs around talking about how poor they are, as he did, which is really insulting, really insulting when you consider the average salary of a United States senator um, has always been many multiples of what the average American make makes. I heard yesterday the average salary for a United States citizen is $31,000 a year. Right now, uh, U.S. senators, I think, make uh, 200 So, and Joe Biden did very well. 
uh, too well, too well. All that stuff, how did he get it? He can't, he can't explain it. He can't. That's what his advisors are telling you. He'll never be able to explain it. And actually, back in 1987, he didn't have to because the lies about uh, college and having three degrees and uh, getting the international moot court competition, it's wild. He gets busted in this. And in that book, he's still like, uh, I can't believe this is happening. This is so unfair. What are you talking about? It's unfair. Well, I had two ma I didn't get three degrees, but I had a double major. Well, that's a huge difference, and everybody knows that. The guy has been lying all of his life. I believe he's been stealing all of his life. Uh, what did uh, what do they call it here? Tammany Hall, honest graft. There's nothing honest about this. All right, Vivek Ramaswamy. What do we think? Um, I actually like him. However, I'm going to say this: he's made some rookie mistakes. You might say the pros have noticed. Uh, he's a very fast talker. It's been explained to me a couple of times how he made his money. I still can't figure it out. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure what the hell he did. Something about biotech. But then I look and then the, I just, I'm not sure how he made a billion dollars. Uh, I asked him once directly and I still was kind of confused. But nevertheless, highly educated man out there making the case. Republicans really hate this guy right now because he's stealing their thunder. Can you imagine being Mike Pence, you know, rolling around in local and state politics for decades, and this guy shows up two minutes ago and starts beating you in a debate? Well, he's beating everybody, including Andrea Mitchell yesterday, and he tells her the truth about climate change. I've never heard it put like this. It's absolutely masterful. And informative. I've never thought of climate change the way this guy puts it. We'll have it when I come back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greg Kelly, Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hit it. I want to go to LA. Well, shut up, Patriot J. Benny All right. Big Bongino, Alex Jones. I got to make that list. The radical left gone crazy. Awesome. All right. So that's uh, <laughs> AI generated Trump rap song, and it's awesome. Apparently, it's the is it the number one song in the country right now? Number what two two? According to what? According to Casey Kasem, uh, how do we figure out these numbers anymore? Is it I a uh, number one number two on iTunes or something like that? Number two on Spotify? You have Spotify? I don't. I can't sign up for any other subscription service. All right, too many logons, too many passwords. Uh, I'm not doing Spotify. I'm also not doing, what's the other one? What's the other one? The other one, um, Demetrius. What the, what's the other one? Medusa. What's it called? Deezer. What? No, Deezer, there's, there's another Deezer, thing. There's... You wa- Spotify. What's the other one? Before Spotify, there was oh, Apple Music. No, it, it, it close. It, it selects music randomly for you. Um, I'll get back to it. Oh, shoot. Pandora. Yes. Pandora. That's it. Pandora. Medusa. <laughs> hey, close, close. Very close, because Pandora was Pandora's box. And I think Medusa was the crazy Greek um, goddess witch with snakes for hair. 
and Pandora box, and she opened the box, but you had to close it before Hope got out. Anyway, all right, you want to hear Vivek Ramaswamy um, on this climate change stuff? I never heard it put like this, but it's uh, hmm, pretty interesting. Cut 23. Can you offer a shred of evidence that more than 2 million people died from converting to clean energy? I can offer clear evidence that the number of climate disaster-related deaths is down by 98% over the last century. The number of people who died of hurricanes, tornadoes, heat waves, and other weather-related events in 1920, for every 100 that died then, two die today. And the reason why is more plentiful, abundant access to fossil fuels and technology powered by fossil fuels. I can also tell you today, it is a hard fact. None of these things are disputed. Eight times as many people die of cold temperatures than die of warm ones. The right answer to all temperature-related deaths is more plentiful, abundant access to fossil fuels. The Earth is covered by more green surface area today than it was half a century or a century ago because carbon dioxide is plant food. And carbon dioxide as a percentage of the atmosphere is still at a relative low through human history. Those are hard facts. And I think we have to acknowledge those facts when having this debate. There's a hard fact of the hurricane that is now approaching. The mayor of three generations, St. Petersburg resident, says he's never seen anything like this, the the ocean warming. But let me move on to some Andrea, may may I respectfully offer a response to that? And and I mean this with due respect. If someone on the other side were an uneducated person from Arkansas who didn't go to college and offered one weather event (laughs) as an N of one anecdote to help support the theory of global climate change, you'd laugh off off the stage as a rube for saying they don't follow data. The same shoe has to fit the other foot. Follow the actual data. I'm not talking about one person's opinion. We we talk to professors, academics. You literally uh, just quoted one person's opinion with due respect. That's exactly what you just quoted. And I think that that's what driving okay. this kind of false narrative as opposed to the facts that I'm citing. Well, well I loved it. Uh, liberals hated it because uh, guess who won that little conversation there? Vivek. Uh, I still got to figure out what it is he does, but his communication so much more effective than Pete Buttigieg. Pete Buttigieg, you know, he would just kind of talk in circles and you couldn't really figure out what he was saying. Somehow he sounded smart. This guy is, it's crystal clear what he's saying. Not crystal clear what he did to get the money, but crystal clear what he's saying. And a short time ago, uh, Donald Trump said that he would be open to a Vivek Ramaswamy as his running mate. Now, where's he from? Ohio. Ohio. Well, constitutionally, that's uh, good to go. you got to be from separate states. Donald Trump is now a permanent resident of Florida, even though he hangs out in uh, New Jersey a lot. And I think that could be interesting. Then, again, you know what? It, this is a campaign, and... His ideas are going to be floated and tested, and his background will be scrutinized, and that's all uh, That's all good. But, uh, you know, that Andrea Mitchell is just, uh, you know, she comes off as this. Like, she she runs the government, you know? And she's been around for a long time, therefore she knows better. Hey, if you want to participate that much in an interview, um, Andrea, run for president. You're an observer. Just because she got a phony school at the University of Pennsylvania, I'm not kidding, she has her own school at UPenn. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Well, this is what passes for a uh, for bombshell information in the fo- in the fake news about Biden. You ready for this? This is like, oh wow, oh wow, wow, wow. A report. You ready for this? The fake news is really turning on Joe Biden. What do they report? He feels tired. <laughs> That's the big bombshell in the new book, a biography about Joe Biden. That's the news. That's the news in the book. Joe Biden feels tired. You know, a um, somebody in nursery school could have 
<laughs> uh, could have said that uh, January 20th of, of uh, Inauguration Day. Let's see. Uh, it's, this is uh, Biden privately admitted feeling tired amid concerns about his age. Franklin Foer, author of The Last Politician, also says experience and calming presence make U.S. president a man for his age. Amid relentless debate about whether at 80 Joe Biden is too old to be president or too uh, too old to be president or to complete an effective second term, an eagerly awaited book, I never heard of it, uh, on his time in the White House reports that Biden has privately admitted to feeling tired, even as it describes his vast political experience as a vital asset. <laughs> this is like a bombshell, right? His advanced years were a hindrance, depriving him of the energy to cast a robust public presence or the ability to easily conjure a name. Conjure a name. Doesn't that sound such, wow, talk about a euphemism. He's having difficulty conjuring a name. He, man, he, he, he's forgotten everything. He's in, he's inept. He's lost it. Has difficulty conjuring a name. Hmm. Uh, the full name of the book is The Last Politician Inside Joe Biden's White House and the Struggle for America's Future. It was striking that he took so few morning meetings or presided over so few public events before 10 a.m. His public persona reflected physical decline and time's dulling of mental faculties that no pill or exercise regime can resist. In private, he would occasionally admit he felt tired. Now, Ford does not cite a source for Biden's reported private remarks, but his book, according to its publisher, is based on unparalleled access to the tight inner circle of advisors who have surrounded Biden for decades. Wow, they gave him one real big tidbit, huh? He's tired. You know, Bob Woodward, <laughs> he takes classified documents out of the White House in a wheelbarrow. <laughs> this is a, this is the big scoop. Uh, that is something else. Uh, let's see here. Eddie in Babylon. Hello. Hi, Greg. Great show you always have. Uh, I heard something about his uh, name, Barascrani. Come on. Wait um, a second. You're playing with his name. Ramaswamy. It's not hard to say. Ramaswamy, sorry. <laughs> Ramaswamy, be nice. Come on, don't make fun of his name. That's what liberals do. Ramaswamy. All right, so what up? I've never verbalized it before. I, there was something, uh, and, you know, it's all hearsay, whatever you see on the uh, Internet or what, that he had you know, a pharmaceutical company who sold it, made a lot of money, uh, part of it anyway, and all, he also got some funding from Soros. I don't know if that's true. He apparently got a college scholarship, uh, a law school scholarship from a uh, Soros-related foundation, I think his brother's foundation. Hey, have you ever been trick-or-treating? I don't know how old you are, but do you ever go trick-or-treating? Oh, yeah, when I was a kid. When yeah. I was a kid, too. You know what they used to give me when I was trick-or-treating in Baldwin? Remember those little orange boxes from UNICEF? Remember that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Well, I mean, you know, the Soros Foundation gave money to UNICEF. All right. We still we still like UNICEF. It's one of the few good things that the United Nations does. So, I mean, look, uh, he was applying to law school and there was money on the table. Do you have to vet everything? I would just take the money if I were him. Now, not to say that George Soros hasn't wreaked havoc on America, especially getting those uh, crazy leftist socialist, let all the criminals go district attorneys out of jail. Uh, but he wasn't always like that. I don't know when he went to law school, I think in 2010 or so. So uh, I don't know. What are you going to do? I'm not going to hold that against him. I'm not. Maybe he'll give back the money. I don't know. Probably. Um, Trump likes him so far. But keep an eye on him. I know there's stuff we got to know. There's stuff we got to learn about him. And there's uh, we don't have the whole story yet. Uh, Eddie, thank you very much. Let's try Jake in Lakewood, New Jersey. Hi, Jake. 
Yeah, hi, Greg. Love your show. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I'm calling because I'm sick and tired of hearing Trump lecture DeSantis about loyalty. Donald Trump is one of the most disloyal politicians in American politics. I don't see it that way. I, I don't see it that way at all. And I do think that people understand that Ron DeSantis uh, was running for governor. You know, first he ran for the Senate. Nobody ever talks about that. Uh, but he had no traction, and he had to make way for Marco Rubio, uh, who wanted this to hold on to his Senate seat. And it's true. There was a guy named Adam Putnam, and uh, DeSantis was way behind, and uh, uh, Trump endorsed him, and it did help. I mean, you couldn't get elected without Trump's endorsement. I mean, how many times was he successful? Like 95% of the time. You know, most politicians, you know, you're right. Their word doesn't mean anything, you know, and they'd stab each other in the back and the front. You know, he didn't grow up in politics. And um, as far as loyalty, I don't uh, I don't see what you're talking about. Give me an example of uh, give me an example of his alleged disloyalty. Yeah, so what I was going to say was, uh, first of all, I wouldn't even get into his lack of loyalty to give me marriages. A, give, give me. Oh, uh, now you're just taking personal attacks. Lots of people get divorced, pal. And I, I gave you an opportunity to give me one example, and you couldn't. You desperately go to, uh, you know, Ronald Reagan was married twice, all right? I mean, like, so what, all right? Uh, uh, people are human beings. He's not running for pope, okay? He's running for president. And there's so many people in the fake news, it's like they want a father or something like that. They want, I don't know what it is. They they had daddy issues growing up, and they put all these ludicrous standards on uh, someone who is, you know, a government official at the end of the day, a, pol- a politician elected, whatever. It's not Jesus, right? There's only one Jesus. Pretty interesting, Jake. You couldn't come up with one decent example. You had to go right to his marriages. That, I would say, is pretty low. Pretty low, as Ed Norton might say. All right, let's do one more. Um, mm, 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 mm. Philip, you're in Virginia. Uh, how are you doing? What part of Virginia? Oh, I'm in Marion. Where's that? There's a little part of, uh, well, it's, it's down in the south, south part of Virginia. It's, it's really small. Southeast, southwest? Well, my, my, yeah, southwest Virginia, yes. By Tennessee? Huh? By Tennessee? Yeah, next to Tennessee, yep. By, by Winchester? Um, uh, About, uh... Maybe 150 miles from there. Oh, brother. All right. That's all I know about that general area of the country. So what's up? Well, you know, um, I'm just a regular guy, you know. Uh, I went to a Trump rally in Radford in 2015. Uh, Not only did he show up like an hour and a half late, he also had people selling T-shirts and hats for like $30, $40 a pop. (laughs) Well, here's my thing, right? Okay, the guy gets in trouble, right? All right, but you're still you're still nursing that grudge. Eight years later, you didn't get a somebody tried to sell a T-shirt at a rally, and the main event did not start on time. I mean, okay, <laughs> well that's the lead. All right, I got you. All right, eight years ago he was late. I was late yesterday. <laughs> all right. I mean, anyway, all right. So what's 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 the beef? Go ahead. Cut me off and getting all butt hurt over this. Now, calm down for a minute, man. No, wait a second. Did you just say what hurt? Did you just say a rear end or something like that? All right. Yeah, Yeah, I I don't like that. I don't like you. That's very crude. We don't talk like that. We're in the, we're sophisticated. We're in New York. All right, man. You got to clean it up and get to the point right now, Philip. All I want to know is why Trump all he had to do was just keep his mouth shut, 
return the documents, and everything been fine. Yeah. And right. you base this on your experience in federal government? You ever serve in the military? You ever handle classified documents? If you did, you would know what a total and complete fraud this case is. And they are counting on people being ignorant, inexperienced, and naive. And sorry, Philip, you know, I mean, <laughs> kind of like, I don't, you know what I mean? It's kind of like, you know, if the shoe fits, uh, you know, you're not getting it. You're not getting it. And anyway, good luck down there in, um, in Southern Virginia. Um, yeah, it's funny. Um, you know, I got that piece from the New York Times in 2006 and it says George W. Bush happily and frequently leaked classified documents. And it came as absolutely no surprise to official Washington because the leaking of classified documents is considered sport in Washington. It's done for political gamesmanship, one upsmanship, grievance settling, you name it. <laughs> um, it's not like they're, they're counting on us. Ooh, classified documents like Mission Impossible, right? This tape will self-destruct in 10 seconds. Good luck, Jim. Uh, that's, that's most people's, uh, experience with classified stuff. You know, the first two minutes of Mission Impossible, which I really wanted to get into as a kid, but I couldn't. It was so weird and you couldn't tell the good guys from the bad guys. Half the time it seemed like, uh, the good guys were the bad guys and I, I don't know, but it was always, it was always on on Saturday afternoons too. Who remembers Gregory Morris? He was good. And Peter Graves, he was great. All right. Um, with that, I have to go back to Rudy Giuliani and these, uh, I'm sorry. I think that Ruby, Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss, I mean, are they drama queens or what? And uh, granted that they were exploited by the January 6th committee. Listen to this. These are two Georgia election officials. You know, they, they work for the government. And I guess you're not supposed to criticize anybody who works for the government. They've criminalized that now. I think you can still criminalize people. I mean, uh, you can still criticize people, whether they work at the DMV, the U.S. Senate, or the presidency. Cut 26, please. We start with Adam Shifty Schiff. Well, I know the events that we're here to talk about today are incredibly difficult to relive. Your proud service as an election worker took a dramatic turn on the day that Rudy Giuliani publicized a video of you and your mother counting ballots on election night. President Trump, Rudy Giuliani, and others claimed on the basis of this video that you and your mother were somehow involved in a plot to kick out observers, bring suitcases of false ballots for Biden into the arena, and then run them through the machines multiple times. None of that was true, was it? None of it. Stop. There we go. Right there. It's all cleared up. Okay. (laughs) That's it. Some woman you've never seen before just said it's not true. Now, she happens to be a black woman, and uh, the way identity politics works lately, right, that is the top tier in terms of status in America, right? And then you go down from there, you go, right, at the bottom of the heap, you have the white woman. Now, I don't see it that way. I see everybody equal. It doesn't matter. But that's the game that Shifty Shift is playing here. Keep going. I'd like to show you some of the statements that Rudy Giuliani made in a second hearing before the Georgia State Legislators. A week after that video clip from State Farm Arena was first circulated by Mr. Giuliani and President Trump, I want to advise viewers that these statements are completely false and also deeply disturbing. Says you. Tape earlier in the day of Ruby Freeman and Shay Freeman Moss and one other gentleman 
quite obviously, surreptitiously passing around USB ports as if they're vials of heroin or cocaine. I mean, it's, outsta- it's, it's obvious to anyone who's a criminal investigator or prosecutor, they are engaged in surreptitious illegal activity again that day. And that's a week ago, and they're still walking around Georgia lying. Should have been, they should have been, uh, should have been questioned already. Uh, their places of work, their homes should have been searched for evidence of ballots, for evidence of USB ports, for evidence of voter fraud. That video was from Rudy Giuliani's appearance at a Georgia state Senate hearing on December 10. How did you become aware, how did you first become aware that Rudy Giuliani, the president's lawyer, was accusing you and your mother of a crime? I was at work, like always, um, and the former chief, Mr. Jones, asked me to come to his office. And um, when I went to his office, the former director, Mr. Barron, was in there, and they showed me a video on their computer. Um, it was just like a very short clip of us working at State Farm, and it had someone on the video, like, talking. Oh, um, my goodness gracious. I mean, it gets boring after a while. Some boss showed her a video. Now, Rudy Giuliani, what did he say? He said they passed USB ports as if it was heroin and cocaine. They didn't. He didn't say her, as if in a surreptitious manner. Um, I'm really hoping that this is still America, Right. That you are allowed to, people are allowed to disagree. You know, if that turned out to be false, I don't think Rudy Giuliani believed it was false. I think he believed it to be true. People get falsely accused every single day in America. Think of the, think of the stuff they've said about Donald Trump. 24 hours a day, seven days a week since he came down that escalator, right? And then this, we're making a literal federal case out of it. We're indicting people for knocking on this woman's door, and nobody's just going to call out for what it is, right? I mean, this, <laughs> it's a joke, right? Hey, let's get real here. Um, man, and it's identity politics. They're hiding. They're hiding behind these, uh, I'm sure they're fine women. I don't know, but they're hiding behind them. And uh, the people who are hiding, they're the real disgrace. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hurricane Idalia uh, doesn't look that bad. Every time they show these reporters in the water, uh, well, there's some area flooding, I guess. Uh, hey, how are you, James Flippin? Hey, what's up, Greg? Uh, what's up with the hurricane down there? Are we going to get rain as a result? It's cloudy out right now. Is this like the frontal band of the hurricane? Um, I'm not entirely sure about that. There is another hurricane that's off the Atlantic, way out in the ocean right now, Franklin, I think, that's causing dangerous rip currents at beaches up and down the coast of New Jersey and out of Long Island and stuff like that. But I'm not entirely sure if this particular overcast skies right now is a result of what's going on down in Georgia right now is where the storm is actually at, at present. I've never been in a rip current. I don't really know what it is. It's like when it pulls you out somehow, like the undertow, right? Correct. Yeah, it, it basically it's that, you know, as opposed to like the ones that are kind of more like horizontal, I guess, in terms of how you get pulled, it kind of wants to pull you way out into the water. And they say you should sort of just try to float 
get moved out past it, and then swim around it if you can. That's what you do with a riptide. Uh, I go to the pool. Yeah. I'll be in the <laughs> That's pool. That's what you can do as well. All right, so uh, what's the big story? So one of these stories we're following uh, from outside the New York City area is in Colorado Springs, where a 12-year-old student by the name of Jaden Rodriguez was suspended, told he had to leave class because of a patch that he had on his backpack. Now, this is known as the Gadsden flag, where if you think of the don't tread on me, that yellow flag with the snake. Oh, yeah, don't saying, tread, don't on, tread me. on me. Don't tread on me. I think it's a New Hampshire state flag. I think a bunch of states have that. Don't tread on me. Like, don't mess with me, right? Right. It goes back to the Revolutionary War and kind of like the whole idea of, like, you know, the pushing back against the crown and the, you know, personal liberties. But why, the school. Why is a snake on that flag? I'm going to have to look into that. I actually don't know the answer why the snake in particular. But it's very much American. Don't tread on me. Don't mess with our freedoms. I love it. Yeah, yeah, the flag, the Gadsden flag. What happened? So the school says, and I guess this might be a statewide policy, district policy, that the kid can't have that on his backpack because it's associated with racial animosity and slavery and white supremacy and stuff like that. Oh, boy. But guess what? He can go in with a... uh... A trans flag, I'm sure. He did take a photo. Uh, the kid, 12-year-old Jaden Rodriguez, took a photo of one of his teacher's cars, which was plastered with many different stickers and campaign logos and so on and so forth. No, man, they kicked him out of school? Well, now he's back. Um, they actually kind of lifted this suspension. There was a big outcry. And I guess even Colorado Governor Jared Polis came out and basically said he thinks the school's wrong for doing it that way. All right. Well, great. Uh, what's his kid's name again? Jaden Rodriguez. How old is he? Twelve. I saw a video where I guess it was a parent-teacher conference, and they were yelling at him. They right. yell- yeah. I don't know if that was the superintendent or the principal or something. I saw that video as well. All right. Well, this guy's back. How old is he again? Twelve. Can we run him for something? <laughs> I like his style. <laughs> Seriously. All right. Jaden what? Rodriguez. All right. Well, he is actually running for class president, I believe. All right. Well, this should uh, this should take care of the this swing will push vote. It over the, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, all right, I like that. It is amazing that they're they're messing. Oh, wow, wait, what the hell's going on there? Somebody on CNN, some reporter out in the woods just got knocked over, and they went to commercial break. Oh, boy. I told you guys not to be out there. That's what I, I just got hit by. It looked like he, I don't know if it was an instant replay, didn't look good to me on CNN. They went right to a commercial break in a hurry. Well, like some kind of debris that was wind whipped. I don't know. I don't know. Then again, most of the most of them are in commercials right now. We'll have to see if that guy's okay. What exactly happened? But I saw a lot of things flying around, including a person. Um, all right. Well, we're glad that um, Jaden is back in school. Anything else? Uh, you know, obviously this storm and following that closely, a big uh, aspect of what's going on. What about the illegal aliens? Get, Governor Hochul is in Washington D.C. today. She's meeting with White House Chief of Staff. Jeff Zients to talk about the migrant crisis. And they're looking for more money. I'd go into the Oval Office and demand to see the president. I demand to see her. They're blowing her off. They're blowing her off just like they blow off Eric Adams. They don't fear these people. You know, in politics, you gotta, you gotta have, you gotta be able to intimidate people. You gotta have the threat that I'm gonna do something to you. Not physically, you know, I'm gonna punish you politically if you don't give me what I want. Granted, the president has more cards than the mayor, but the mayor and the governor, if they knew what to do with the power they have, but they don't have a clue. They're fighting with each other now. Yeah, they're children, little children, Elwick and Kathy. (laughs) They really are quite the pair. Like at a kid's birthday party. All right, thank you, James. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. All right, uh, false alarm about CNN. I think it was a replay of the one 
real big disaster moment that all the networks are replaying and replaying and replaying. There was a gas station where the awning, you know, that thing that is over you and you go fill up your gas. It's like a, it's a shelter of some kind. It's not, you know, it's not much of a shelter, but it, anyway, that thing was uh, blown up and was flying all over the place. And it looked like, I don't know. Anyway, uh, I, I was watching and they come back from commercial break as if nothing happened. So I, I assume everybody's okay, which is uh, good. We don't want anybody hurt out there. Um, people, regular people, the people who live there and the reporters. Right. You hear all these, uh, you know, emergency calls to get off the beach, to uh, evacuate, to higher ground. And they're just sitting there. Now, are they there to get us the information? You know, these hero journalists, are they there to get us or are they there to kind of uh, make a splash, to do something sensational, to do something? I don't know. I think it's kind of silly. I think it's uh, dangerous unnecessarily. And uh, all you need now these days, you know, live cams. Right. We've got those things all over the place. I don't think we have to uh, see this guy in the water. Uh, but for the most part. Um, it looks kind of, yeah, there's flooding. Anyway, I'm going to Florida. I'll let you know what I see. I'm going to Florida and I might be pretty close to this stuff. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I got to get the hell out of here just for a change of scenery. That's all. I mean, I love it here, even though, well, <laughs> there's a lot not to like. Hey, did you hear about that? Oh my gosh. I have to bring it up though, because I've noticed something even weirder. Uh, the murder suicide on the Upper West Side, right? The superintendent of the building. Two uh, sons, I believe, one and three, and a wife. They knew each other their entire lives. They lived in that neighborhood the entire lives. He was the super of the building. His dad was the super of the building. His dad comes back, and you know nobody can get a hold of him, so they drill through the lock, and they open it, and they can see bodies inside. It's just terrible, terrible. I mean, they think that the, the father went on this crazy rampage and then, and then put a knife in his own neck. But this is the... Well, can you believe this? Three years ago, right around the block, that was on West 86th Street. Three years ago, like directly around the corner on West 87th Street, a superintendent killed his wife and himself with a knife. Isn't that weird? What are the, right? Three, three years, only three years. Who remembers that, uh, the maid who, children a couple of years ago too do you remember that this is longer ago this is like 10 years ago again on the upper west side uh yikes it's uh, terrible to think about sorry i brought that up but i do think that's very you know three years another superintendent how's the super in your building all right treat them nice okay big tip big at christmas and all that stuff these guys work hard and um you know i know they get the free rent which they totally deserve and um you know, just, my oh boy, mental health, mental health. There's a mental health crisis. I keep hearing about it. And I also don't hear about the possible side effects of some of those psychotropic drugs that they're shoving down everybody's throats these days, right? You know, the ones that cause suicidal ideation. Suicidal and homicidal kind of go right together, right? You know, 40 years ago, we weren't having mass school shootings. I think, I mean, we not like today. But 40 years ago, we weren't popping, kids weren't popping pills like they are today. Sometimes under the care of a, a psychiatrist. I think that has something to do with it. All right. Kathy Hochul, totally inept. <laughs> this is not the way power works. All right. When you have to do this, you've already lost. Kathy Hochul, the migrant situation. Remember her with her big welcome open arms, right? All the Democrat love stuff. Now listen to her. Cut six. This crisis originated with the federal government, and it must be resolved through the federal government. 
The borders and decisions about who can work are solely determined by the federal government. And since July of 2022, in our first meeting with the President, Mayor Adams and I have championed the idea of a federal designation that would allow the individuals already here in New York the ability to work, to support themselves and their families. The mayor and I said then, and in countless meetings with Congress, the White House, cabinet members, at rallies with labor, press conferences, and working with business, what we've said all along is just let them work and help us out financially. That's why today I have sent a letter to President Biden formally requesting immediate executive action in four key areas. First, expedited work authorization. All right. You know what? I don't think that's the answer. How about expediting their exit from New York? (laughs) She's already lost. This is not the way government is done. But she doesn't know anything. She doesn't know anything. This is all she she knows how to complain. She knows how to go to the microphone. She doesn't know the levers of power, what to press, what to not press, how to massage things. And neither does Ewick. Uh, here he is. Uh, what does he have to say about about this and her? Cut five. The Governor Hochul has been a plant, a, a partner on subway safety, on crime, on a host of things. But but I think this yeah. issue, I think the governor's wrong. This issue? She, she's the governor of the state of New York. New York City is in that state. Every county in this state should be part of this. This is a uh... point zero. <laughs> Five of the land mass in this state, and we have 90, almost 99 percent of the migrant asylum. Yeah, we also get most of the money, too. You know what? You guys are too late. You're just too late and you don't understand. And this guy, all about New York being a sanctuary city, and now he can't do a damn thing about it. And in big ways and small, this guy has been a kind of a thorn in the side of the Biden administration. Hey, I can't stand Joe Biden, but I'm not a Democrat, okay? He's on the same team. He's been grandstanding. He's been doing stuff that ticks off the people. Not Joe Biden. He could care less. He's out to lunch. But the people who work for Joe Biden, the political people, uh, those folks can't stand Eric. And they would love to screw him over. And they'd love to see a Democrat primary challenge. And it looks like that's uh, that could happen. I think we got to actually ask Curtis about that. Uh, he's uh, he's really involved in that world. And what little person are they going to find to run against him? Um, uh, Eric, on the Democrat side, that could happen. We used to have competitive primaries every time, but not this time. Hey, do you know? Uh, oh, actually, it could happen. The West Indian Day Parade is coming up, Labor Day. And be careful around that thing. All right. There's always something crazy that happens. We want it to be safe, but too often it's not safe. They just had a big one in London. And uh, you can look at the New York Post. Some guy went on a rampage with a machete, some other guy. But it wasn't like a, a crazy stabber. He was like, <laughs> he's crazy, but he was he had a bunch of people with him. They were all running around with machetes. And there were like dozens of stabbings at the West Indian Day Parade. With, hey, we love the Caribbean. I don't know what's up with these parades, this uh, carnival thing. Sometimes it's great. Brazil is famous for carnival, right? Uh, but the one on Eastern Parkway here in Brooklyn... Uh, that thing, like, routinely gets out of hand. Who's that guy? Uh, uh, Gabay, I think his name was. A great guy. Uh, Harvard Law grad. Very senior aide to um, uh, Governor Cuomo at the time. Shot and killed. I think it was stray gunfire. And that was the first year that uh, de Blasio came over. And he was insisting every step of the way 
that if we get rid of stop and frisk, uh, the city is somehow going to be safer. Uh, just talk to the people who were shot up in 2014 as shootings skyrocketed. And then de Blasio got, <laughs> he got, he got, he got even more evil and started massaging the numbers. Uh, that's, uh, that's, that's real. That happened. Hey, um, again, Vivek, not, he's, he's, he's here for the time being. And, uh, look, I'm impressed, but I'm also a little bit skeptical. And people are pointing out, okay, um, you know, Israel is wrong. Is he just a flash in the pan? You know, he's too young. He's this, he's that. And, you know, that's fine. I think he should be vetted. I think he should be scrutinized. I think he should be tested. Um, but watching him in action, it's, it's pretty good. Listen to this. This is from the debate. And he got asked this. Uh, they think this was a major gaffe. Actually, no. Cut 25. Let's just speak the truth, okay? President Trump, I believe, was the best president of the 21st century. It's a fact. Now, be honest. When he said that, did you agree? What did you think? Did you think, well, wait a second. Is he better than uh, Ronald Reagan? Is he better than Teddy Roosevelt, right? Did those names, did a bunch of names occur to you? They did when I heard that. Like, okay, do I really want, like, I, I, well, I love Trump. Is he better than Ronald Reagan? You know, maybe after the second term? Okay, yeah, I, I, I could be convinced of that. But the 21st century is not the Ronald Reagan. That's the 20th century. And the 21st century is a much smaller pool. I guess Bill Clinton was the first president of the 21st century. He left office January 20, 2001. And then it's Bush. And then it's Obama, and then we have uh, Trump and Biden. So, yes, very, very clearly he is the best president of the 21st century, and maybe if he gets back in there, of all time. Certainly this political movement, I think, is the most, is, is the most powerful of all time in America. In America. Uh, cut 24, please. You know, he's been having fun with this Eminem thing. He's very cool. He goes out there and he raps like Eminem, which is... Yeah, when did Eminem write this song? You know, the Lose Yourself song? It came out in 2002. I remember the movie, Eight Mile. Actually, an excellent movie. Um, but Eminem uh, doesn't like him using his song. Listen to this. Cut 24, please. Let me ask you finally about Eminem. They've sent you a cease and desist through the music licensing company to stop using Lose Yourself on the trail. Have yes. you agreed to move on? Yeah, look, I think that uh, I'll, I'll respect his wishes, but I would just say, will the real Slim Shady please stand up? <laughs> Eminem, in his rise, used to be a guy who actually stood up to the establishment and said the things that the establishment didn't want him to say. I think the fact that my political viewpoints may differ from his, I think people change over the course of their lives. But I have hope for him that he will one day re rediscover the renegade that made him great, and I'm rooting for that success in his life. Well, Vivek Ramaswamy, thank you for your time today. We To be continued, let's have more... More opportunity to talk, and good luck out there on the campaign. I'd enjoy that. Thank you. Oh, yes, he would enjoy that because he clobbered her, clobbered her. The left is so upset with uh, Andrea Mitchell. Do you realize there's an Andrea Mitchell School of Diplomacy at the University of Pennsylvania? Some nitwit news reporter gets an entire uh, school of diplomacy. Talk about a swamp, right? University of Pennsylvania uh, is also where the Penn-Biden Center is, the UPenn uh, Joe Biden Center for like strategic studies, otherwise known as a place where you can launder money. Okay. A place that you can pass through Chinese money. Um, and also, I guess, store your classified documents. You know, the corruption and scandal that surrounds Joe Biden and that the fake news 
can stand there with a straight face and pretend it's not happening. And they're really having an impact. Most people don't follow this stuff like we do. All right. They're just kind of going around and they, they overhear things. They overhear. And most of what they overhear is that Trump is a monster and Joe Biden is, uh, you know, maybe a little tired, but he's, he's, he's dignified and he's got all kinds of empathy. He doesn't. I mean, even this, even the easy stuff, he's totally screwing up. And don't forget what was going on two years ago. I still can't believe it. I mean, it, it, it's almost two years ago we blew it in Afghanistan. And I think tomorrow is the t- day we actually got out. It was the end of August, right, midnight, and there was no more American military in, in Afghanistan. And the carnage we left behind and those 13 Marines who did not have to die, you can look it up. You know, the Taliban is in charge. Uh, terrorism is flourishing. Uh, women can't go to school. People are in abject poverty worse than ever before. Famine is rampant. And some families, no kidding, you know how they're getting money? Selling their child's organs, their children's organs are being sold on the black market. Um, that's, that's pretty frightening. Although I did see a pretty more, uh, heartwarming story about two lifeguards at Jones Beach. Did you see this one on the news? I think it was on Channel 2. Uh, <laughs> they're two bros, two buddies. I think they're like 19 years old and they've been like friends since they were nine. And anyway, they hang out and they work the lifeguard stand and that's great. Uh, one guy has a kidney disease and the other guy gave him a kidney. We have two kidneys. I guess, uh, you know, he gave him a spare kidney. How much money could you get for that? He gave it to him for free, which is beautiful. But I wonder how much money you can get for that. How much money would you take? <laughs> I'm like, hey, we all should sign the organ donor card, right? And when I die, you can take it all, all right, including, well, you can take it all, all right? I just don't want to be in one of those scientific labs with the students poking and prodding. I don't want that. But any organ that a person can use, please be my guest. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Well, I'm no Mitch McConnell fan. Total rhino, totally compromised, I believe. All that money from China, his wife, the situation, very, very swampy. Uh, but this saddens me, actually. He is the Senate Majority Leader. He was always trying to trip up Trump, a Republican in name only. Uh, but this is sad. He was speaking in somewhere in Kentucky, a local... Uh, just a little podium, and uh, it looks like a local news conference. And he froze up again. Remember a few weeks ago, he froze up in the Capitol. You know, mid he starts talking, and he just freezes. This is like that, but I think worse. I think it's worse. And we're going to play it for you right now. I'll tell you what's going on. Okay, go ahead. What are my thoughts about what running for re-election in twenty twenty six? And he just stares ahead, but then it gets worse, and he's just staring right ahead. Did you hear the question, Senator, running for re-election in 2026? Now, this is the part that scares me. His eyeballs are going all over the place. All right, I'm sorry, you all. We're going to need a minute. But they stay there at the podium. He kind of recovers here in a, mo- in a second, uh, 10 seconds. Just gripping the podium, standing there. Looks like a confused kind of baby. Okay. Somebody else have a question? Please speak up. Now, I don't know what happens after that. The clip ends. He says, okay. 
but it doesn't look like he uh, really knows where he is. Now, why this saddens me? Well, it's not good to see anybody in that condition. And guess what? If you live long enough, it, it, there's a damn good chance it's going to happen to you. It's going to happen to me. So I don't like laughing at these kinds of things and it's because it's not funny, uh, the old age stuff. Um, it's just not funny. And um, I, I don't want him to uh, suffer like this publicly. And uh, let's see, how old is he? He is 81 years old. Now, there are 81-year-olds out there who, um, you know, they're totally on top of it. Um, uh, who comes to mind? Mike Bloomberg? I mean, that guy, is, he, you know, his mother lived to be like 110, so that guy's got it. Uh, Donald Trump is only four years younger than Mitch McConnell. I get the sense that uh, Donald Trump is going to be <laughs> live to be about 100. If, if, if they don't try to kill him. And I am worried about that. Maybe we shouldn't talk about it, but I did see Tucker. I, you know, I think I asked him about it. Tucker asked him about it, but I don't want to talk about it anymore. I don't want to put, I just don't want to create energy around that word. So when is he up for re-election anyway? You know, a, a pretty decent, well, decent, I'm, I should say potent uh, Democrat ran against him a couple of years ago. Uh, the, the, the woman fighter pilot, uh, she came close, but not that close. Um, all right, Mitch. Maybe it's time to retire. Oh, the only problem is, guess what? There's a Democrat governor in charge of Kentucky. What does that mean? Well, the Democrat gets to appoint the senator if a senator has to step down. Now, a Republican is on the horizon by the name of Cameron, Daniel Cameron, one of the sharpest guys I've ever seen. The future of the Republican Party. I hope he wins. That's a Kentucky governor's race. Get well soon, Mitch. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Well, this rap is an utter masterpiece. Uh, artificial intelligence, I think, simulated Trump's voice. But some brainia- brainiac out there, some very talented person came up with the words. This is, it's fluctuating from number one to three to number two on iTunes, wherever they have those music charts. Uh, this is uh, Donald Trump. It's very pro-Trump. It's a rap song about his... Uh, Legal trevise, okay, but um, it'll put a smile on your face. It did mine. Uh, listen closely. You catch the words. They're very cool. They're very clever. And I'll uh, I'll break them down with you right after. Well, right after this breakdown. Go ahead. I want to go to LA. Well, shut up, Patriot J, Benny Johnson, Big Bongino, Alex Jones. Free my dogs and lock up the radical left's gone crazy. I don't bail, I don't bail, I won't see inside a cell. Shout out Thugger, free my slime, slap, slap, YSL. They trying to lock me up, but I'm plugged in in ATL. Got homies doing life in jail, they living in hell. These DAs acting silly, my mugshot is worth a billy. So some merchant made a milli, shot me milli out in Philly. Shot the baby, shot the salsa, Benny Butcher, then my rollers. Called me racist, but these rappers riding with me, then my soldiers. Mega, 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 I am not who they are after, I'm just in the Way they want to get to you, but I won't let them cold hearted. No, I'm artist getting back to where I started. I don't need to do the race, I'ma beat them Rico charges. And if I go to prison, you can't do me like the Clintons. I'll be laid up, eating steak with Secret Service, chilling, screaming, Orange Man bad. The whole world mad, thug life. Shout out all of my MAGA base shads. Coming for the deep state, I will stop the new world order. But before that, I'll finish walls at the border. YSL, slash, slash, shout out Tugger. 
Trini got nothing on us. Woo! Woo! All right. Uh, I don't know if those are bad words or what. Is that code for anything? Slat, slat, YSL? I don't know what that means. But uh, the rest of it uh, was awesome. Well, shout out Patriot J, Benny Johnson, Big Bongino, Alex Jones. Alex Jones. Bongino, we love him. Benny Johnson. Free my dogs on lockup. The radical left's gone crazy. Out on bail. Out on bail. I won't see inside a cell. Shout out Thugger. Who's Thugger? Anybody know who Thugger is? Shout out Thugger. Free my slum. Slat, slat. YSL. They trying to lock me up, but I'm plugged in in ATL. Got homies doing life in jail. They living in hell. These DAs acting silly. My mugshot is worth a billy. A billion. Some... Uh, Sold my some merch and made a Millie. Shout out Meek Millie. Who's Meek Millie? You guys are so unhip. You know? Okay. Phil, uh, Meek Millie is a rapper out in Philly. Shout out to Da Baby. I know Da Baby. He's a he's a crazy rapper. That guy's crazy. But it's cool that he's shouting out Da Baby and Da Sousa. Da Sousa. That's a rapper too, I guess, right? Is it? I don't think so. Uh, I'm a classic rock guy. I don't know what any of this is. Well, you're 24. You should know. All right. Benny Butcher, they my rollers. Call me racist, but these rappers riding with me, they my soldiers. MAGA, 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 I am not who they are after. I'm just in the way they want to get you, but I won't let them. Cold-hearted, no, I'm modest. Getting back to where I started. I don't need to do the race. I'm going to beat them Rico charges. And if I go to prison, you can't do me like the Clintons. I'll be laid up eating steak with the Secret Service, chilling, screaming, orange man bad, the whole world mad. Thug life shout out to all my MAGA based chads coming for the deep state. I will stop the New World Order, but before that, I will finish walls at the border. YSL slat slat. Shout out Thugger Finney got nothing on us. Woo! No applause? <laughs> no, it's all right. I thought that was, uh, wow. That felt good. I love these lyrics. Uh, they all make sense. Uh, well, most of them. Uh, Benny Butcher, I don't know who that is. Uh, maybe is that Benny Johnson? He's that guy big on YouTube. You can't do me like the Clintons. What does that mean? You can't do me like the Clintons. I'll be laid up eating Secret Service with the Secret Service chilling. Even if the worst thing happens to him, he's going to be okay. Um, well, I like it. What do you guys think? Joe, you got something to say about this. Hello. Yeah, yes, um, Greg, thank you. I want to add something. This goes straight to Trump, and he's my man, and he, he'll he be all right in 20, the election. Uh, still, there's problems to, uh, to get over, but he'll be all right. Listen to this, um, and I'd like to see if, Trump could get this uh, from you or anyone would like to give it to him. There what? could be only one. Trump 2025, make America great again. Now, if you add up 20 and 25, that comes to 45, which he was the 45th president. Right? Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, there could be only one. Trump. 2025, make America great again. Well, it doesn't rhyme, but it does add up to 45. Yes. All right. Interesting. There can be only one Trump 20. What? How's it go again? There could be only one Trump 2025. 
make America great again. How's that sound? Well, I, it doesn't sound like much of a slogan, let's face it. I mean, I know the numbers no, work I out. I don't we mean it as a slogan. I don't mean it as a slogan, but something that will be a little extra than just saying make America great again. Well, it doesn't really roll off the tongue. I'm intrigued that 2025, 20 and 25 equal 45. Uh, well, wait a second. But wait a second. I mean, technically speaking, if it's not Trump, 20 plus 25 equals 45 anyway. And whoever is the next president will be the 45th president. So it's not uniquely Trump. He, the, he was the 45th president, and now he will Oh, wait a second. Damn president. it. You're right. Wait, 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 wait. You're right. I'm sorry. 45. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. 45 was Trump. 46 is Biden. 47 is going to be the next guy. There can be only one, the 45. All right. Yeah, it is intriguing. It is uniquely Trump. Joe, uh, thank you for that. Yeah. What do you think? What do you say about that? Uh, I should do one. Oh, Sandra, we have to take care of Sandra. Welcome back. <laughs> thank you, Greg. I, you know, I wanted to talk about the uh, flag, the um, Gasden flag, but James beat me to it. But I just want to tell you, in the flag, there's a picture of a snake, as you know. It's coiled, and the tail is where the rattle is. And the rattle is a message of defiance and a warning to those who are infringing upon individual rights and freedom. So it's a, it's a little picture on this flag. It's not very, very empowering, but that flag has a lot of meaning. And it wasn't meant for slavery at all. It was meant for the um, the British. And, and I just wanted to comment on that, but he covered it very well well that's beautiful but, um, you're right the rattlesnake huh the little rattle you ever see the rattle at the end of a rattlesnake it's like this little uh, weird piece of cartilage it looks dead but that's what actually makes the noise i mean the flag isn't making any noise how do you know it's moving on the flag do they have those little lines by it to show to represent that it's moving no it's just a rattlesnake and you know in any rattlesnake you don't want to go near it because if, if it starts to rattle it's yeah. going to bite you well don't mess so with the rattlesnake it. yeah don't don't tread on that rattlesnake the gadston flag uh that poor little kid what's his name again Jaden Jaden uh, Rodriguez he's a hero he's a hero and he's back in school out there in Colorado Springs and uh, that's great boy this wokeness huh what they're trying to do to our children, trying to corrupt them, have those drag queens stick around the school like it's a civil rights issue. It is a disgrace. Do me a favor. We'll be right back. Greg Kelly, Greg Kelly. on the Red Apple Podcast Network. All right, we're back on a uh, Wednesday. It's almost done. Summer's almost gone. Rudy Giuliani, America's mayor. Just walked into the room. Mr. Mayor, welcome back. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. You know, the fake news is freaking out. I can tell this is fake news. They're jumping up and down with joy, thinking that you're guilty of something. But I have a feeling that's not they're not telling the right story about Ruby. What's her name? Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss. Right. They're they're uh, mistaking the two words uh, libel and libel. The judge did not find uh, anything about the case. We haven't even tried the case We're we've done. Uh, 2,000 hours of discovery, 20 years of discovery, completely oppressive. They have a Wall Street law firm that's got to be getting paid by somebody to do this. And uh, this is part of the Biden regime plan to have the process beat you. So nobody's ever tried my case. I haven't had a chance to put my defense in. She found me liable, L-I-A-B-L-E, because she said I didn't comply with discovery. 
Now, I've given them thousands of documents. Ninety percent of the documents they asked for have nothing to do with the Ruby Freeman case. They're trying to discover something I did wrong or Trump did wrong or somebody else did wrong. Most of it I objected to. She overruled my objections. I mean, she's put probably more January 6th people away for unquestionably ridiculous periods of time than anyone. And uh, here's the best part of it. She says I didn't turn over all of my electronic discovery. Well, I didn't have my electronic discovery, Judge. The FBI had it. Hmm. I gave you everything I did have, and I gave you everything that I eventually gave to the FBI. And when I got back from the FBI, it's not my fault if it's not complete. They, I did not get back from them, I think, everything I gave them. Now, here's the real kicker. This stuff in there has nothing to do with this case. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, 90% of this discovery was intended to try to impose about a million dollars of expenses on me. I mean, why, why the heck do they want to know what I did in law practice 20 years ago? Let me ask you this. Roughly, how many times do you think your life has been threatened? How many death threats have you or your office received in your career? Take a wild guess. You mean my, even the people who work for me? You, you, you in you, particular. Me, myself, probably 20 that you had to worry about. 20. Yeah, maybe, maybe 10 really serious ones. 10 really serious yeah. ones. Now, I look at this Ruby Freeman in the Shea Moss case. I mean, I think they're over-dramatizing what they went through big time. Uh, so you call them out. You, you, you said this USB thing. It looks like a criminal conspiracy. Donald Trump called them out in a tweet, a tweet. I saw in the January 6th report, I mean, somebody knocked on their door and she totally freaked out. I mean, I didn't knock on her door. You didn't knock I on her door. I interpreted what I saw on a tape. I still interpret it that way. I mean, there's no doubt they were screwing around. And you're allowed to do that in America. You're allowed to be suspicious. An opinion is not covered under libel. The case should be thrown out because it's based on opinion. If we had anything close to it, I mean, there's no way to describe this judge as fair. You can't possibly describe this judge as anything other than an over-the-top Biden acolyte who has put people in jail for ridiculously terrible periods of time for merely committing trespass and his delights in it. Which judge is this? Uh, There's so many judges. I know. It's I don't okay. want to get, I don't want to get a name. All right, right. All right. Stand by on that. Stand by on that. So who was the chief judge? Uh, the chief judge. The now, chief and if judge. you look at my discovery, there are a thousand pages of discovery that I've gotten roughly. And most of it I objected to has nothing to do. What I said about Ruby Freeman is, that they violated the law of Georgia in the way they counted those ballots. There's no question they did. They threw the public out. You see that on the tape. They then checked the arena twice, and then they counted the ballots with no one in the public there. The law of Georgia, which the judge completely, the law doesn't mean anything anymore. The law of Georgia says that you have to have the public present to count ballots. And it's invalid if you don't. I will say this. And it's clear that they were hiding the ballots because for the whole day they were under a table with a big black cloth over there. It looked like a gigantic uh, uh, funeral funeral setting. And then they waited until the people were thrown out. To get the ballots out from under the under the under the table. Do me a favor. One of these days, you're going to have to. You're entitled to have an opinion about that. You are entitled to have an opinion, and I would love it if you could walk me through because I've seen the video. 
and then I see it. I, I don't know if they run it at full speed or half speed or double speed. I I honestly don't know what I'm looking at. You know what I mean? I know, and I need somebody like you because yeah, there's only about there's only about um, I mean, you could say about two hours of it uh, is relevant, but there's really a relevant 15 minutes. Uh, number one, first of all, you have to know that the law of Georgia requires the public to be present for the counting of ballots. In the corner of this big arena, you see. When you first see the tape, you see a large number of people, civilians. Yeah. Then you see them usher them out. And then you see them check the arena to make sure there's nobody in the arena. Was there a water main break for real? No. There was, wasn't? That, that was a phony story. Phony? Yeah. That was widely reported? Yes. Now, I, did, I didn't allege that they had part of that. I don't know if they had part of it or not. They just threw these people out. Mr. And, and the law of Georgia is very strict. You can't do it. There are also two witnesses who, who, who witnessed it being thrown out. And then if you watch the way they counted the ballots, it looked extremely suspicious. They, why would the ballots be there all day covered by a gigantic blanket? And only that blanket only opens up when the last member of the public is thrown out. And by the way, for the next three months, nobody will let me look at those ballots. That wouldn't let me look at a single ballot in Georgia. Georgia has gone through this. No one has ever done a forensic examination of their ballots. And I guarantee you, they are filled with phony ballots. Is anybody on that side, do you believe, nervous on the Democrat side, on the prosecution side, say on the Joe Biden team, whatever, Democrat National Committee, that this trial, that you're going to be able to raise these issues? I, I can't. I, I, I'm not going to go to trial. That, that's why I entered the stipulation. Uh, I'm going to argue the no, law. No, no, no. I'm not talking about the defam- – the, the, I'm talking about the other case, the oh, January – Oh, the, of the course Rico they case. are. Did you see what the judge there did? She threw out the Shokin pe- petition, the Shokin affidavit. How could she do that? She decided that she doesn't allow amic- amicus briefs. Yeah. And the Shokin affidavit, uh, somehow she's describing as an amicus brief. Now, Shokin is the prosecutor – Shokin is the prosecutor who says Bryden took a bribe to – Get rid of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a shorthand for it. And that affidavit is pretty powerful. I've, I've, I questioned him about that affidavit for three hours in great detail. And it goes into very good, great detail. And it's corroborated by the recordings that, um, that OAN got, uh, two years ago. Recordings of conversations between Biden and Poroshenko. So everything. And you can tell those recordings are made on Poroshenko's side, by the way. Of course. Yeah. And of course, they also exist on our side, but, the, but they're being covered up. I mean, remember, remember Trump put out, used to put out his recordings? Mr. Mayor, how are you holding up? I mean, I, I can't you tell? I, I, you look great and you sound great. <laughs> I hope you keep it this way. I mean, I think they're trying to break your spirit. They're they, not going to break my spirit. I'm going to win. I already I, I love feel it. it. I, I love already it. feel it. I love it. I love it. I mean, uh, so far, I, 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 I'll bring in my chart. I did a chart of all the times I've been proven right and all the times they've been proven to be lies unequivocally. I'm ahead of them now about 5 nothing, and Trump is ahead of them 5 nothing. You know, one great example, actually, is the 2020 debate when he said the laptop, and it, you and you and your friend Giuliani, remember he mispronounced your name? Uh, he, call, he also called, called me a Russian pawn. Want to talk about libel? Yeah, talk about, right, talk about libel is right. Hey, do me a favor. One of our favorites is standing by, Barbara of Huntington. Yep. You're on with me and the mayor. Good afternoon, gentlemen. I am just looking at something George Washington said that I think we need to pay attention to. He's, he wrote to George Mason and he said, where are our men of abilities? Why do they not come forth to save their country? 
because when he wrote this letter in 1779, we were in the thick of a lot of problems with the Revolutionary War, and he wasn't getting the support from the states, sending forth the best of their men that he thought they should. But when I look at it today, we do have men of abilities coming forward to save our nation. And I have my honor roll, my own honor roll that I started of those people with Donald Trump in a prominent place and Mayor Giuliani and the whistleblowers from the IRS and the FBI and Maureen Dowling and Amy Kramer and individuals who have done amazing things, including now this 12-year-old boy from Colorado who showed us the power of a young American who knows the truth of our founding principles and history. We love it, Barbara. So inspired by you and George Washington. Thank you. Very, very much, Barbara, as always. Uh, you know what? I do wish there were more men of ability. I sent you an article about the case in, I think, I think it's Wyoming, in which the six sorority sisters sued to get the six foot three male trans, whatever you call it, out of their sorority house because they, they say he, uh, he gets, he gets excited, yeah. visibly excited and, Says all kinds of lewd things to them. Why'd they let him in the fraternity? Well, the sorority let him in. Sorority. Yeah. Don't they have a hell week? Can't they pick and the choose? Sorority, the sorority, uh, national sorority must be made up of pe- people like these judges. Yeah. And the judge said, the judge, who's an 87 year old man, said, I, I can't define a woman. If this guy in 87 years can't figure out what a woman is, what the hell's he doing on the bench? Uh, they've lost. He threw lives. the case out. With the case when this, the, the sorority sisters yeah, can't yeah, get yeah, this yeah. guy out of the fraternity. Kirsten Fleming in the Post wrote a great column about it in which she basically <laughs> expresses what I express, which you wake up every morning and you wonder, oh, we, we're really living through uh, 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 1984. I mean, we're we're living through a dystopian universe. Yeah. It's no. incredible. He doesn't know what a woman is. Well, you're a man of great abilities, as Barbara would say, as George Washington would say, we're so glad you're on the right side, Mr. Mayor, as always, throughout your career. All right, folks, I got to go. Uh, to be continued, many thanks to all of you and certainly you, Mr. Mayor. Bye-bye.